Welcome to Women of the Wild, where education and opportunities are key, and friendships are made to last a lifetime. Got him? You think we got him? We got him. You said that yesterday. <laughs> Alright, Skylar, what do we got here? We got a oh. nice looking red ball. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to the Women of the Wild podcast. I am your host, Linda White, and this week we are going to take you to the Outdoor Rama in Michigan. Let's listen. He has my co-host, Felicia Marie. How you doing, Felicia? Wonderful. How are you guys? I'm doing good. Fantastic. And we have our guest of honor here, Hannah Weigold. Very excited to be here. Yeah. I'm having excited to have you. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So we are doing something a little different than normal. We are live at the Outdoor Rama in Michigan. Kind of exciting. Very. It's very exciting. Um, so, and Hannah is one of our clients. She's a client representative for us for With Women of the Wild. She started hunting with us and fishing with us and has fully immersed herself in the outdoors and with us as, as a company, um, really built a great sisterhood. And uh, you've been on what, six, seven trips with us now? A lot of trips. A Not lot. enough trips, yeah. but a lot of trips. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, being here at Outdoor Rama, we had Muzzy Pheasant Farm and Blast and Cast Guide Service were generous enough to provide us a booth, booth here um, in Novi, Michigan at the Suburban Showplace uh, Collection Center. And Hannah came out to be a testimony to our organization and what we're doing and getting women in the outdoors and promoting the education aspect of it. So thank you for coming out. Of course, I love you guys. <laughs> and obviously without you, I wouldn't have had the opportunities I've come across lately. So I really to appreciate that. I'm ready to <laughs> dive in even deeper. So I gotta ask, Hannah, what got you started in all of this? What got you, you know, wanting to come on to venture out? What was it? So I grew up hunting and fishing. Um, I kind of got that started with my dad. So we would go out and fish for salmon at the pier and deer hunt. And I just really enjoyed all of that. And I'm one of those people that is always wanting to expand my knowledge and try new things. And I've always wanted to do waterfowl sturgeon fishing things like that that's how i found you guys is it was like august last year on my birthday and yes. i was looking for a sturgeon trip and mm -hmm. i just came across your page and i was like oh that looks fun and i didn't get to go on that i was too late on that but i saw that you guys were hosting that educational goose hunt and i was like all right babe i'm gonna do this i have social anxiety but i'm gonna step out and i'm gonna experience this and see how it goes 
and it all kind of just kept going from there. So I've gone on the goose hunts, I did diver hunts back in October, which were amazing. I uh, went to Nebraska in November with you guys, just went to Texas with you guys for cranes and waterfowl, and now I'm going to Texas for awdad and turkeys, and we're going to keep keep on trucking with the game. So I take it that the uh, social anxiety is no longer a problem on these trips? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I was honestly super surprised, like all the girls I met when I went on that educational trip, I'm still super close with. I was really, you know, intimidated by Felicia at first, but I got to I got to know her more and I was like, she's an amazing woman and I can definitely see her as like a mentor and I have to know I'm what the intimidation was. You're so I'm like tiny. five foot. <laughs> yeah, I'm hundred pounds, lady. Where's the intimidation factor there? I feel like for me it was because you just knew about it, which shouldn't be something someone's intimidated about because obviously you have to learn. Right. But for me it was like, oh, she knows what she's doing. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, you know what though? You know what though? So something that I've always I've always thought of is is yeah, you know, sometimes it can be a little intimidating being around people who really know what they're doing. But but I also think sometimes it's not so bad because she's willing to teach you more. Like she's she's not one of those people who are like, I totally know everything. Oh yeah, she's definitely not bad at all. Yeah, that's definitely not Felicia. Sorry, I muted myself. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not Felicia at all. And she is just so welcoming and warm. And I yeah. really needed that when I was stepping out of my comfort zone. So that really helped me a lot. And I know it's really hard for a lot of the girls. I have a couple people near me that have seen me going on these trips and um, talking about women of the wild all the time. And they're like, I'm just super nervous. And I'm like, no, do not be. I was so wrapped up in like, how could this go wrong? And it's never gone wrong at all. You know, I think that that's a big thing that a lot of women, you know, you, you some groups you get into these like, drama filled mm -hmm. it's all about a competition it's all about you know like who's better at this what do i know how can i compete yeah. and i think we really try to do our best to not have those things you know it's okay what do you know but then how can we take you to the next level how can we share maybe somebody who's a little bit more experienced you know with you how can we how can we bring you up instead of oh we're going to compete or we're going to this like i've been on women's trips where it has just been filled of drama and it's so great that you have been on seven now and you've never had that experience never i have never once and i am just so thankful for that like felicia keeps it sane she keeps it clean organized there's not a sense of chaos ever which is wonderful to have Especially when you go out of state and go on all these trips and do these new things and meet new people. Now you've done not just the trips though, but you've had some. Um, you've done some of the educational events as well. Now you've done in person and online, right? I've only done the online so far. Okay. I wasn't able to make it to the in person events this year, uh, but it's definitely something I'm going to be going to in so, the future. So what are those experience like with the online one? How did you feel it went? I really liked that, the online trapping class this past Tuesday, I sat in the comfort of my own home, I plugged my earbuds in, I took notes, 
which was really nice. I was able to ask questions. It was like I was there, and I didn't How have to go anywhere. How was the teacher? I got the teacher ask. was fantastic. <laughs> you were very responsive to all the questions, and very helpful and explanatory, and it was awesome. It was really good. I'm glad that you enjoyed that. And and just for everybody listening. I did not pay her to say any of those things. I feel like I, I need to put that in there. She is not a paid representative. No, I wish she I was is a paid not a paid representative. But Linda, Linda, you've done these trapping events, um, these courses online for a while now. I remember sitting on, on one before you were even part of us, and you did an amazing job. And and the the education for all these women based upon like what you don't know and bringing that to them there's a lot of misconceptions behind trapping so doing those online and then hopefully bringing those girls into in-person classes to get a better feel for it so like she may have just done the online but i just heard her talking earlier and we've discussed it about her wanting to actually physically get out there and do the trap line and learn it one-on-one and and go to one of these classes now so that's a great opportunity as an intro sit in online to one of our free courses or one of our discounted rates and and learn something and see if you want to get into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think that something that we all do very well is trying to educate everyone from every aspect. So as far as, like, if you are a hunter and you don't understand the trapping aspect or if you're a fisherman and you don't understand the hunting aspect, you know, really trying to get it all put together trying to cross into each different sport and everybody have like a full rounded education about it yeah absolutely it all ties in together in the end it's all about conservation and caring for nature and the outdoors and being outside and oh yeah yeah and you know and that's something so as as being a trapper i mean we're the low-hanging fruit you know they're, they're, we're always the one we're always the one that PETA seems to go after first on everything so I love that we all seem to like we're not gonna have any of that nonsense because I've had I've had hunters before who just don't understand what I do who are like oh you shouldn't be trapping you shouldn't this and I love how Women of the Wild were like no listen we're all in this together whether you fish whether you hunt whether you trap whether you don't do anything and you're just canning, standing on the sidelines, like we're all in this together. So I think that that's like really important for people to understand. Yeah, absolutely. Especially like even if you just can, you don't hunt, you don't fish. It's just good to know how it all, like I said, blends together and is this own little world of what it is. Right. So what is your favorite hunt that you've been on with us? Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry, it's I didn't hard. mean to put you on the spot there. It's, it's honestly really hard. For me, my first was that diver hunt. Mm -hmm. That was a whole new like view on things. Like when I would think of duck hunting, I'm like, oh, you're in a field, you're in flooded timber. I never imagined I'd be laying out in the middle of Lake St. Clair in a layout boat when it's 10 degrees, windy, and I'm literally laying on the surface of the water right. and these birds come in, they're landing and cupping in before you can even like realize they're there. They were, they're so fast, there's so many of them. It was really cool because right when the first light hit in the morning and the sun started rising, we could see over to the Canada side of yeah. Lake St. Clair. And, and now a short word from our sponsors. Pearls with Guns Clothing is a proud sponsor of Women of the Wilds podcast. If you're looking for hunting gear, 
be sure to check out our new fall collection, including the launch of our new Artemis Generation 2 lineup. With Girls With Guns, you know that our gear has been designed and field tested by women who actually hunt and wear this gear. We have an amazing team of women who contribute and share their ideas and extensive field testing so that our gear works for you in multiple hunting environments. We build our gear for women of all shapes and sizes, made by women for women. If you wanna try out GWG, you can go to gwgclothing.com and use WILD15 for a discount off of your first order. Spark that fire and passion for the great outdoors through the gift of reading and learning with your kids. Dr. Josh Farr's vivid storytelling will captivate and teach your little ones through books like The ABCs of Hunting, Let's Go Out and Play, and his latest book, coming soon, The ABCs of the Outdoors. Your kids will love the great stories and bright, colorful pictures as they learn about friendship, life, and nature. See all of Dr. Josh Farr's books at drjoshfarr.com. That's D-R-J-O-S-H-F-A-R-R.com. Well, you see, trappers are a special breed of people. We're dedicated, committed, and passionate about what we do and who we are. Each and every one of us has an intense desire to be the very best we can. So in a world of skinny jeans, man buns, and pumpkin spice lattes, sometimes you just have to stop, push back, and tell the world, that's not me. Whether you're from the far north or in the deep south and anywhere in between, Southern Snares can help you succeed at getting the job done and being who you are. Hey everyone, Andy Lehman here from ACC Crappie Sticks. Just want to let you know about our crappie baits and jig heads. We have a wide selection of the hottest colors and big eye crappie jig heads in the most popular colors and sizes. Check them all out at acccrappiesticks.com. Thank you. We would also like you to check out Sawmill Creek Bait and Lures, RMC Custom Calls, Atlantic Coral Enterprise, Blast and Cast Guide Service, Epler Fur, Feather Moon Calls, Shangalaya Safaris, Shelly Emmer with Dirty Girl Guide Service, and Hunting Day Podcast. Okay, yeah, so the diver hunt, watching the birds come up with the sunrise, it was mesmerizing and the core memory that I will have forever. My next favorite hunt would be the sandhill crane because here in Michigan, we cannot hunt them. We just, I just started seeing them all over the place the past two or three years and I had never seen them before. I remember driving down the road after work one day and I look over and there's a five foot tall bird with a red forehead and I'm like what is that and then from there I just started noticing them more and more and they make that amazing kind of like purr noise and it was really cool to be able to go and hunt them down right. in Texas just seeing them in the masses that they were in was worth the experience overall and then being able to taste what they tasted like after hearing how good they were definitely completed that <laughs> yeah have you, have you ever done anything like that before I have never done anything like that no so prior so prior to any of these trips fishing was the only thing that you really had had taken part in right fishing and hunting so no, you, uh, so you did hunt before yep, I did hunt before I grew up 
Uh, I live over the west side of Michigan, okay. the Muskegon, Whitehall area is where I've lived my whole life. So I, the youngest memory that I have is sitting in my dad's tree stand with him and seeing him shoot a doe and sitting out there in the middle of the dark with a flashlight as he looked for more blood. <laughs> and then eventually I ended up getting my own bow. Uh, which is a Struther Allure. They don't make them anymore. So that's why I haven't gotten rid of it yet after oh, uh, nice. tw 10, 11 years. But uh, I shot my first deer when I was 13. And wow. that really drove the nail for me, especially with my bow, because it took all the dedication. I had had deer come in out of range and I had practiced, you know, being quiet, being calm, being still, noticing all these little details out there. So that really taught me that patience and this appreciation for just being present yeah. there. Um, but yeah, once I got that deer, I was into it. So I've just bow hunted up until recent, up until last year, bow hunted for deer. I've hunted with guns. Yeah. It's not as exciting. Um, it's still, you know, it's still hunting, but bow hunting was definitely the thing my dad raised me on and mm -hmm. still something that he does. He's kind of fallen off a little bit, but life happens, you know. Right. Hopefully, hopefully I can stay as determined and dedicated as I am once I get up there. But um, and then yeah, so I'd fish for like bluegill and bass and pike. My favorite thing is sitting on the pier at 12 a.m. one in the morning, just throwing spoons for hours. <laughs> uh, try not to tangle up with my neighbors because when right. the salmon run through the pier, yeah. they run. Yeah. So everyone and their brother are out there. And that also teaches you that patience and paying attention to details. And I think that has really helped me in my life to adapt to who I am as like a worker and as like a person. I don't know, I feel like it has. I feel like it's influenced me a lot more than like, oh, I like to go outside and fish or I like to go out and hunt. It's definitely molded me right. in a way, in an aspect. And I'm really appreciative of that. And that passion for being outdoors gave me the motivation to start going to college last year too. So I'm working on a degree for wildlife conservation because wow. over the years I've watched my wildlife areas and nature preserves around me kind of deteriorate and not get cared for and population numbers drop. So I want to be able to make a change and have all these animals and yeah. habitats be around forever, especially for my son to enjoy that. And he loves fishing. It's, <laughs> he loves yeah. fishing so much. He was really sad this year because we haven't been able to ice fish. Oh, I know, but I know. we'll soon be able to go and get some bluegill when it warms up and they come in from right. the depths of the lakes. So but Hannah, I gotta ask, how old are you? I am 24. Okay, so the reason I ask is because I'm also on the board of the FTA, which is Fur Takers of America. And Fur Takers of America has three scholarships up for women who are in an educational field of the outdoors to go to their Fur Takers College this year. So I'm just saying, uh, that might be an opportunity for you. I would and love to know more about that. Yeah, and anybody else who's listening, so I believe it's between the ages of 18 to 25. So oh, I'm almost done. I know. That's why I was like, hey. I, have to, I have till the end of August pretty much. So I, I got to get that yeah. information. Oh my gosh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> that would be fantastic. 
So not to not to sideline uh, women of the wild there, but uh, I just thought I'd throw that out. Great opportunity. We got chainsaws again. We got chainsaws. I'm sorry I missed that. We had some some women coming in that were curious of what we were all about. Really excited to listen into the podcast and good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit. We we talked about Hannah, the things that she's done, and and now let's talk a little bit about this show. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, a great expo. Um, Michigan runs this every year and we have as you said chainsaws going off there's lumberjacks out here cutting wood um, we have Muzzy Pheasant Farm next to us Blast and Cast but there's so many other companies here Frank's Outdoors is here pickle vendors um, mm. the boat vendors I mean there's I don't want to call that a boat vendor boat show I think they it's a boat show yeah boat show they have like the sheds and everything here and basically anything to, to put you outdoors Linda's silver here laughing at I'm me sorry. So, it's not all really a I could, all I could think about was stepbrothers boats and hoes <laughs> <laughs> they also Lemon have heads, that, nachos. that amazing Lemon trout pond which is my favorite part of any sort of outdoors related activity yeah. for conventions or get togethers trout pond yeah. You gotta love a trout pond. Lots of guides, um, woods and waters here. Um, we have a gentleman that we'll be showcasing li a little bit later. His name is Mike with Flipping the Bird, another local Michigan company. Um, but there's, you know, fur dealers and, and guide services. There's there's African safaris here. Yeah. Pretty much anything that you want in the outdoor world, you're gonna be able to find it here. Um, and a lot of gear, a lot of gear here, a lot of fishing gear. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say there's probably more fishing gear than anything, but they also have like patio stuff. Um, we've got, there was a bed, the Amish yes. woodworking like beds and tables and everything else out there. We also have educational booths from Michigan DNR is here um, that they have some of that information for the kids to keep that engagement. There's archery shooting for the kids and BB shooting for the kids. So it's definitely a family oriented event that you can bring the kids out and have a good day. Um, a lot of education here, a lot of different um, funded events um, where they have like the raffle activities and the family activities here so it's a good thing to, to come out and get your family involved in so so Hannah I gotta I gotta ask this this isn't as as cool as our normal events so <laughs> as a uh, as just a participant a woman of the wild participant what made you say heck yeah I want to <laughs> hang out at the booth all day and and hang out with these ladies so every time there's something coming up or I come back from an event, I go to work, right? I talk to my family after. I'm like, I talk about it. I share everything. And they, they listen, but I talk about it a whole lot. So I was super excited to be able to come and share it with other people, get them involved. Um, I've been doing that a lot on Facebook as well, just trying to get it out there and get more girls involved because it's really been life-changing for me. And even my husband's like, without this group, you would not be as happy as you are. And he pushes me to go and do all these things and he fully supports me and he helps out a lot, like. A lot. He's very, very, very helpful and I'm super appreciative of that. Um, he just, yeah. I was just super ready to come help just cause I love you guys and I love the group and I like to represent. So, so sitting on that side, 
of the table because I know what it's like sitting on this side of the table but sitting on that side of the table you know what is something that you feel is really important for somebody who may want to sign up to uh, to listen you know sorry we've got we've got the podcast played in the back <laughs> and I'm like wait a minute that's my voice I totally lost my train of thought um, so what do you think is something is something really good for somebody who would be sitting on that side to to know about what what do you want to share so it's definitely a comfort comfortable environment you're not gonna feel out of place or judged or anything at all this is for all experiences brand new um, veteran anything like that uh, ask questions get a hold of the girls they will answer anything that you have check out like our videos things like that step out there you really have to step out there to be able to experience those different things and grow as a person mm -hmm. um, so that that I don't know that was the most important thing to me was just the friendliness and the camaraderie that comes with all of it all of the connections that I've made with this group the guides um, the other girls you know the team yeah it's definitely been great and yeah <laughs> so so okay um, some of the events you had no clue you've never done it before you like the the waterfowl you've never hunted for a waterfowl kind of walk us through being a brand new person what somebody on that side of the table is gonna experience so for example the diver duck hunt since that was my first pretty much hunt mm -hmm. um, other than the educational goose uh, you get there, you meet up at, we met up at a local diner and we all sat down and had good dinner together and got to know each other. Uh, just kind of broke the ice on that. We went to the Airbnb after, we got settled in. Um, we sat down and we talked about what we would expect for tomorrow, um, the process of the hunt and what you should and shouldn't do. Uh, we went over bird identification and how to know what you are shooting at. Um, I asked questions like, do you shoot at them when they're flying by, when they're coming in, and they told me, you know, when they're coming in or when they're taking off. Um, so we would do that. And I brought my own gun and my own ammo. I know that sometimes if you don't have that, you can borrow them, right? Um, yep. Which is totally fine and not a big deal at all. Um, right? You gotta know what you need to get anything. Um, but yeah, we went through that and I got sat out in the layout boat um, and the guide was just kind of like, hey, here's your walkie-talkie. If you shoot a bird and it's down, let me know. I'll come over, tell you what it is, and I'll tell you how many you have left to get. So I would kind of let some come in and I would learn to like tell the difference a little bit okay. on the fly because it's a little harder than just looking at a picture yeah. of them just <laughs> sitting on the water. Yeah, uh, You got to learn how to identify them when they're on the fly. So I was just kind of like watching a little bit and I'd be like, okay, I'm sure it's this. So I would shoot like I got my uh, redheaded hen for my first duck which i think is really fitting yeah for me so, so those that don't know she is a redhead i am a fire redhead so i thought that was really cool like that was a sign or something yeah um and then i got two ruddy ducks that day i think one of the girls got a bluebill and that was really cool yeah absolutely but yeah we uh we did that we took turns in the layout boats because he only had the two layout boats and there were four of us four of us girls uh -huh. for the first time doing that and we just did that and then we finished up 
for the day and we headed out and we went and got I think it was dinner again mm -hmm. by the time we were done and then we sat down and we talked and if we needed to clean birds we cleaned them I kept mine to mount them because I am obsessed with keeping memories like that <laughs> taxidermy I have probably seven I have seven birds in my freezer <laughs> including the crane folded up in the freezer waiting to go to the taxidermist that's awesome um, but yeah it was step by step I wouldn't say holding your hand but they're there if you feel like you need that yeah. grasp and like that reassurance which is definitely something you want I've been I was never able to go on any hunts with any other groups that I didn't really know um, I always tried to but with the people around me it was all guy groups and they're like oh you don't know what you're doing so you don't really get to go yet and but with women of the wild you just get to go right away and yeah. they take you under their wing and it's fantastic now did you ever feel like oh i can't ask that or i can't do that so in my mind yeah i just being the anxious shy person that i am occasionally i was like I, that sounds like a dumb question but I would ask it because hunting is a big deal. You got to be sure of, you know, what you're doing is right and legal. Right. And so I asked the questions and I was greeted with the answer kindly and warmly. And it awesome. kind of dove into a conversation, which is the best thing to have happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think we're going to wrap this up. We're, we're here. Um, Felicia's been running around like crazy, so crazy uh, yeah, she is a crazy woman. She's been helping all these people coming through, and that's awesome. I absolutely love the fact that I've seen so many people come through the booth and everything like that. Mm -hmm. um, words of wisdom before we sign off. I also wanted to add in really quick. Yeah, uh, my husband. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm just throwing this out there for girls. Like, don't feel weirded out by being different. I hunting fishing hardcore into that my husband only bluegill and bass fish I've gotten him into salmon fishing steelhead got him into deer hunting and taught him how to do it he can do it by himself now I'm really proud of him yeah he got deer two years in a row I didn't even do that this year because I've been duck hunting but uh, he's been really receptive and you don't need to be afraid to teach anybody or share your knowledge even if you feel like you don't know that you're experienced enough I'm like I said I'm 24 I've been doing it for 10 years yeah so I'm not I'm no pro I'm no veteran but I've had the experiences out in the field and I'm like this is what happened to me it might not happen to you but you need to take it receptively and just share you know take people under your wing my kids I'm gonna teach I've had plenty of girls get a hold of me that want to get out so I'll be like yeah I'll teach you and also check out women of the wild I love that <laughs> I love that but That's yeah like a little plug there just be yourself and yeah. be outgoing and don't think that because you're a girl or you don't have experience that you can't do anything yeah. because you definitely can. Yeah. No, I fully agree with that. You know, that's the same thing like like when it came to trapping with me, you know, I, I haven't trapped all my life. Um, but when I started Trapping Girl, that was the whole th same concept. That was this whole same idea. And that was part of the reason why I, I don't want to say gravitated, but um, kind of towards this and, and got a hold of Felicia and I said, listen, I need, I need to be a part of this. Mm -hmm. I need to help out. And she said to me, she was like, well, that's awesome because we're looking for board members. <laughs> and I was like, sign me up. We're good. 
send so, it. I love it. I love that. And um, it sounds like you're going to be on a lot more hunts and yeah, trips absolutely. and everything with us. So, ladies, if you're out there and you're like, hey, I don't know if I want to do this, it sounds like Hannah will be on every single one that we have. <laughs> I hope so. so. <laughs> So you have a friend already who's going to be on these hunts and trips and educational events with you. So that's yep. awesome. That's and awesome. And always open to questions about anything. I'm pretty much on Facebook all the time. So how do people find you, Hannah? Like, um, So I have my Facebook, Hannah Weigold. I just kind of created a professional uh, page, and it's Hannah Weigold outdoors i also have an instagram uh underscore red fox 98 underscore and i'm kind of just moving that from my personal instagram over to like my hunting and fishing instagram just to showcase it and showcase women of the wild and motivate other girls yeah so yeah that's pretty much all the social media that i have but feel free to shoot me a message and i'm always happy to talk about being outside that's awesome <laughs> i love it i love it well, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much for coming out and hanging out with us today. Um, you are definitely welcome to work the booth at any point that you would like. I'm having a good time. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic to have somebody here who's willing to, to hang out with us because I do a lot of trapping conventions mm -hmm. and my husband is never in the booth. Ooh. So unless I, unless I pay somebody to sit here, it's me. So I love this. I love this. So yeah, come on out. Check us out. Um, it is in Nio? Nova. Nova. I think it's Novi. It's either Novi or Novi. Novi but I don't even know how to say Ypsilanti, Ypsilanti. So, so it's in Michigan. <laughs> it's in Michigan. You can look it up, uh, Outdoorama on Facebook or on Google. Uh, I'll be here hopefully Saturday again. Oh, I love it. I love it. Your husband's coming though, right? He is coming. He really wants to come and check out everything and come and support us at the booth. Um, he was really into all this stuff. He's gonna he's gonna be getting some of those uh, fishing plastics over there. That's a hundred percent. I told him I'd buy him some today, and he's like, I want to pick them out. I was like, Okay. You're like, Never mind. Fine. Fine. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Well, yeah. Check us out, guys. Um, stop by, say hi. Apparently, on Saturday we'll have Hannah back with us. So, woo! All right. Thank you very much, and you guys have a great day. Have a good one. All right. Bye bye. And that concludes this episode of Women of the Wild podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you have any questions or would like to check out our website, it is www.womenofthewild.net. We post different events and everything that we've got going on. We would really like to also thank our sponsors, ACC Crappie Sticks, Girls with Guns, Southern Snare, Sawmill Creek Baits and Lures, RMC Custom Calls, Atlantic Coral Enterprise, Blast and Cast Guide Service, Epler Fur, Feather Moon Calls, Shangalaya Safari, Dr. Josh Farr Children's Books, and Shelly Emmer with Dirty Girl Guide Service. Thank you all and hope that you tune in in two weeks for our next episode.